Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sonder Dynamic Podcast. Today we interview and get to know the story of Joe Melendrez and where he's been and where God has taken him. Hey, all right, to be here. <laughs> well, uh, we finally came out here. We came out to your studio. Yeah, Mis- uh, Mission Driven Studios in Simi Valley. There you go, location drop. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. So how you doing, man? How how you been? Man, things are good. Yeah. I was just telling um my my friend uh, uh, the other day. Just it's a it's a blessed season like there's a, a season of breakthrough and blessings that are coming through um which i'm super thankful for um so yeah god's been doing a lot this is a, a new season for me in the sense that you know after 11 years and working full-time ministry at yeah. a catholic high school and teaching um god kind of called me out to really be like almost like a music missionary yeah. just going wherever he wants me to go and and share share the gospel yeah. and I've been receiving a lot of inspiration um in this new season and uh I'm like I had you know sometimes you st- like Peter stepping out into the water like I don't know Lord can I do this type thing but then it's like when you have that faith you can take those strides experience of faith yes, yeah faith yeah so I feel like God's just been like growing my faith but he's preparing me for what he has to come so yeah. um I'm just, I'm super thankful. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, God's been blessing me. Uh, just uh, applied to the colleges I want to go to for the Common App. Cool. Uh, Where are you uh, going to go? I applied to LMU, Chapman, Pepperdine. Uh, pray for me for those yeah. applications. And then, then and then in the future, upcoming, I'm uh, applying to USC. So we'll see how that goes. All Cali. Yeah. Um, Will over here, our audio guy. Shout out yeah. to Will. Shout out Will. Shout out Will. Uh, I actually met him in the Cerritos College parking lot. Okay. Uh, and I was looking for an audio guy because my other guy canceled on me. Okay. And that was like the day before. And I mm. prayed to God. I said, mm. God, please bring someone in my life so that I can continue to do this. Yeah. And literally, funny story. You're going to love this. This is like Destin. So I'm done with my classes. I'm praying. I'm walking back to my car. I yeah. get in. I was walking back and I see my car and I, you know, I unlock it and you see the lights and stuff. Then I look to my left. And I see this guy with his uh, green Mustang, and he's got a Cliff Bar hat on. Hey, um, I've never seen a Cliff Bar hat. I know. That's, that's, why it, that's why it stuck out to me. I see this guy with the Cliff Bar hat. I'm like, oh, I should probably ask him about it. And I'm like, nah, I'm just going to get in my car. So I got in my car, start my <laughs> engine, and he walks over. And I'm like, okay, let's see what he wants. So I start my car, and I roll down the windows. And he says yeah. to me, hey, man, do you have a pair of jumper, jumper cables? Oh, man. Uh, or, like, can you help me start my car? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I can help you start your car. So I go over there. And remind you, I need a guy right. for recording for my podcast. And uh, I pull up next to him, and we started talking and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a communication major. He's like, yeah, I'm into music. And I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way, I, I run this podcast. And like, I was wondering if like you wanted to help out and stuff. He's like, yeah, dude, I'd be totally down. And then he's like, he said to me, if you ever need any microphones or anybody to produce any music, just hit me up. Wow. And, and that next day... I hit him up and we exchanged numbers. And amazing. That's how I met. Just Will. like that. Just like that. That's how God does things. Yeah, Damn. Amazing. Yeah. So, um, were you, what was your life like in your early childhood? Yeah. Like what was, what was that like? Did you go to like a private school? Totally. Like how was, how was like the family environment? Like what was that like? Yeah. Well, first off, I love the concept of you wanting to tell people stories. Yeah. So I'm happy to share uh, my life story. Thank you, man. So I grew up in, my pleasure, um, because we all have a story, you know? Yeah, that's that's legit. That's (laughs) it. Exactly. I grew up in San Antonio, Texas. Okay. And I have uh, a mother named Linda, dad named Sonny, and a younger brother named Bono. He's five years younger than me. Okay. 
Cool name. And uh, yeah, it's Michael Bono Melendrez. It means good in Italian. Okay. And uh, so as a kid, um, my dad was in radio and TV, so I always watched him kind of thriving in his own environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also created a lot of opportunities and also creative opportunities. He was an artist. He painted. Um, he drew. So as, at a young age, I started um, drawing as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I love playing basketball. So um, when you when you drew, uh, was it like I would draw cartoons? Or, yeah. Oh, so okay. like I would I used to want to be like a Disney cartoonist oh, when wow. I was a kid. That's crazy. Um, yeah. And it was just this freedom of expressing. And um, I remember I, I created this. Uh, it's like this dog and yeah. he had like a bandana and he's kind of <laughs> like kind of like a little gangster. Right. Yeah. And I would I would make these drawings. I don't even gangster remember dog. his name. Yeah. <laughs> but I would like my aunt had uh, she worked at a restaurant in St. Louis. So I would yeah. visit my family in St. Louis and. I would literally sell these drawings to her customers yeah. for like a dollar, two dollars as a kid. At a kid. Like, hey, yeah. you want to, you want to, like a, a little hustler. Right. It was just yeah. great. I'm like, man, this selling art this is great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then that, that kind of, I, I went to school, I played, you know, basketball in middle school. I was very competitive with it. Yeah. Um, and then I want to say in seventh grade is when I started really getting into music and yeah. I got my first hip hop album wow. by Puff Daddy. And uh, it was an album called No Way Out. Yeah. And I remember that in the beginning of the album, he starts with like a prayer. Yeah. Um, and he was... Like a monologue it, prayer. Yeah, yeah, it was like, it, it was kind of epic and the really cool s- symphonic sounds and stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like Puff Daddy started his album with a prayer. Like, yeah. that's interesting. So then I was like, kind of planted a little seed and then um, started, you know, I had, I went to an Episcopal grade school. So from first grade to eighth grade, I was in an Episcopal grade school called okay. St. George in San Antonio. Um, and then in eighth grade, he released another album called uh, Forever. Yeah. And on that album, track number 17 was called My Best Friend. And it was about Jesus being his best friend. Yeah. And so that really clicked like an opening a door of like, wait a minute, Jesus is Puff Daddy's best friend. And he's Puff Daddy. And he's Puff Daddy. He's like on top of yeah. the entertainment game. Legit. Yeah. I need to get to know jesus or or learn about him like who's this guy yeah who is this guy yeah so i mean you always hear about and i think a lot of us in faith you know we might be born in the faith we might um be raised in the faith we might go to church but it might be just motions yeah going through the motions yeah and when you can actually search and when you can actually seek and you can make a decision that's when things change yeah and so for me, that got to plant a seed through puff daddy (laughs) of faith in my life yeah um, and I can't wait to one day meet him and tell him, you know, Hey, I, I kind of came to Jesus through you. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so that was like early childhood, um, a lot of support from my parents. They would be at my games, anything, creative endeavors I was interested in, they would be supportive of. And yeah. they'd be there for you. They were. And, and that helped a lot because I knew I had, I had somebody to back me, but I also knew that I was like my, my toughest critic. Yeah. So like in school, they didn't have to tell me, Joe, you got to get A's. I was like, I cannot settle for anything less than the best in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, I was like kind of a perfectionist. You're at, very self-driven. So se- you didn't really self-driven. need anybody. I mean, it, it helps, but it, you know, most times it's like, hey, you don't get an A, you got a C, you're grounded or this yeah. and that. I would, I would, you know, be harder on myself than you know, my parents would. Was it more about avoiding consequences or did you just want to do good? I just, I just wanted to do good. Like yeah. there, it's, I always look at it like, you know, why, why settle? Like mm-hmm. if you can achieve the best, then go for it. 
And the thing that was really uh, that I, I've been telling more in my story now is that um, so I have ADD and mm-hmm. I didn't realize this until like a year, two years ago. Yeah. And but looking back in school, that's why it was so uh, hard for me because I struggled with reading comprehension. Um, I was a bad test taker. I was slower when it came to doing work. Uh, I would get off track like. And so for me, I would have to work twice, sometimes three times as hard as a normal kid just to get an A. That's me too. I have ADD too. Yeah. And, and, exactly and, and people feel. don't realize that it's like, it's a challenge. And, and there were many times I would play, I would tell myself like, oh, Joe, why, why are you stupid? Like, why can't yeah. you do it? And I'm like, Joe, no, like you're not stupid. I have to remind myself yeah. you're not defined by these grades and I can be successful even though I struggle. Yeah. Um, so those are things that now I'm, I'm older, I'm able to process like, wow, um, I, I didn't know that, but now it makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. So that was another another part of my story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, when your dad was on radio, yeah, um, would you, were you in like the studio, like seeing him do it, or like? Yeah, I would go. So my dad did a morning show, yeah. and so I will go see him on what uh, radio station? It was called uh, Magic One Hundred Five Point Three, and he was on a station called KTFM. He also used to be out in LA as well okay. back in the day. Uh, my parents actually met in LA, so that's kind of part of my story. I'm wow. back back in the city of angels yeah. and um my wife and i actually we got married in the same church that Whoa, my parents got married in that's cool saint charles borromeo in north hollywood so shout out um so but yeah my dad i would i would go to the studio with him sometimes it was it was like it wasn't often because it's super early and i had to go to school yeah but every day going to school i listened to him on the radio and him, yeah the big thing about my dad is always positive so he wants to make people feel better about being alive he wants to inspire kindness and compassion and he did some amazing things like when there was flooding in the midwest they were doing a big like uh drive Mm -hmm. um at this one car dealership and my dad like literally went up on a a billboard and said i'm staying up here until we fundraise all the supplies and so he was like broadcasting from this billboard on the side of a highway Yeah. And that was like really creative and somewhat crazy. And, but he did it and they fundraised everything they needed. And I would see those types of, uh, it was very innovative in how he, yeah. And how he, um, conveyed his message. And so it, it it definitely impacted me. It was, he was an example of that in my life. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) Um, who was the, who was the person you looked up to in a, like who was your idol in your early childhood? Was it your dad or yeah. was it like artist, music artist, yeah. or like who took that? Yeah, I guess you could say like podium spot or like spot. Well, I, I'm gonna Michael Jordan. Michael was Jordan, my biggest role model, man. <laughs> I love. I wanted to be like Mike. I played basketball as I mentioned, and for me, you know, I loved how he had confidence on the court. Yeah, he showed up to the game in a suit. Uh, he was just he had something special about him that was it was different. And I just, and he was the best, yeah. you know? So I would always look up to him. I loved his commercials, branding, everything. That's to me, like art, brand, um, what what you convey, the message. Like I'm, I still play a commercial on my retreats and where he's talking about, you know, don't make excuses, you know? And it's like, he he works so hard to be the, the best basketball player. It's not just something that God gave him, you know? Yeah. He worked every day. Training. And yeah, yeah. And, and he's but so those commercials are still so impactful. I'm like, yeah, you know, so <laughs> I remember going out during I'd be watching basketball games in the house and, and during a halftime, I'd go outside and I'd be shooting hoops. And yeah. 
you know, I just try to emulate, you know, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, his moves, everything like that. And I also realized that part of ADD, you can hyper-focus. So if <laughs> I wanted to be a basketball player, I could be a basketball player. If I want to be a rapper, I could be a rapper. And that, focus. Yeah. And that kind of, yeah. that kind of happened when I was in, uh, I want to say I was in like, yeah, eighth grade, uh, maybe, maybe freshman, sophomore year when I first started rapping. Um, because I was watching a, a VH1 documentary on Biggie Smalls, wow. Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. And he said he was 18 years old when he started rapping. And I remember just watching this, like, some footage of him at 18 on a mic. I'm like, this guy's amazing. I was so into it that when the commercials hit, I would go on my computer and just start writing raps. And back then, there was AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. And so I would just, like, write at my away <laughs> message, like, these different raps. That's cool. And, and yeah, I was like, man. Maybe, profile, yeah. Maybe I can rap. You know, like, maybe <laughs> I can write poems. Um, so, yeah, so the Michael Jordan was a big, big influence to me. But as far as rap music goes, you know, Tupac and Biggie mm -hmm. and, and Puff Daddy. Those are your building blocks. Yeah, know. Puff Daddy more from the side of, you know, entertainment uh -huh. of, you know, bringing together great uh, talent. But but Puff Daddy, or but, but Tupac and Biggie were, in my mind, they're some of the most genius rappers of all time. Mm -hmm. And they were, they were so young when they, they died. It was so sad. Yeah. Do yeah. you, um, so let me ask you a question. Yeah, sure. All right. So, uh, put this in order. One, two, three, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Kobe Bryant. Uh, I think you just did. So I would say really? Michael Jordan, one, Larry Bird, two, Kobe, three. Now people in LA going to yell at me, no Kobe, like, I don't know. but you know, yeah. uh, Kobe's great. Yeah. I think Michael's better. Uh, Larry Bird, you know, Larry and Michael were in similar, similar fields, Choices, yeah. you know, but, you know, I'd have to watch more footage to, to give a, a firm answer, but I think you, you named it right. Gotcha. Good question. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, when it comes to music, yeah. um, so going into producing an album, coming yeah. up with the concept mm -hmm. and everything, when you, when you're like, okay, when you have the idea, okay, I want to produce an album. Right. Um, when it comes to the music and everything, the just everything in general. Right. Do you come up with a title and a concept first? Yeah. Or you just make the music and then produce it and you say, okay, let's label it this. Mm -hmm. Or how, what's like your it's mission? Or how do you go about it? It's a great question. I yeah. love it. I ask this question a lot to different artists because I always want to know. I'm curious. Because like I work this way, but do they work this way? Yeah. Um. So well, first off, music, I never like thought I would be making music. I like dancing. So eighth grade, I started dancing. Uh, I was in a talent show. I never danced before in my life. All of a sudden, I got this, like, performers, like, this is awesome, you know? So I started dancing after that. And so then when I started writing raps, and um, I, like, I would record raps just for fun with my friend Chris, Chris mm -hmm. Enrico, and um, this is in high school. And then I made a demo for, I was on retreat, and uh, there was, uh, my youth minister was like, hey, can you do something creative to teach people to pray the rosary? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like, what? She's like, I don't know, like, make a rap or something. I'm like. A rosary rap. rap? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll give it a shot. So I was in like my English class and it, the inspiration came to me and I started mm -hmm. writing. And that's a big thing for me. Like a lot of times inspiration comes in waves. Yeah. I have to have it on the brain. I have to be thinking about it. But sometimes I'll be driving and then poof, the, the words come or, you know, you. yeah. Or I'm working out and then like, you know, a hook or, or, or something comes to me. But it's when I'm in that zone. I was actually thinking today of like, you know, I want to start writing some more music and I'm like, but I don't know if I'm in the space right now to to really get into it. Mm -hmm. um, but but yeah, so I think for for in actually writing recording, so like chosen the chosen album yeah. that came together. First off, I was invited to do like a theme song for a conference yeah. in Houston, theme chosen. 
that was the World Youth Day theme chosen. Um, and I was like, you know, I like this concept. And I, as far as I, I started reading more scripture about it, so and you ran with it. And yeah. I was like, you know what? Let's let's do this. And something crazy about the process of that album. One of the featured artists, his name is Say, and he didn't know that the title was going to be chosen. That I did a song called Chosen, anything like that. But in one of the lyrics, God's calling. Um, he said, he died for your sins. Now you are chosen. And I'm like, the Holy Spirit's just feeding him lines right now. Yeah. I'm like, this is all amazing. The Holy Spirit's a big, a big wave on how any of what I create is even possible. Yeah. Because like I said, um, I, I never knew how to make music. Um, I used to not have rhythm. Mm -hmm. um, I, it's like I, no one taught me how to write songs. Uh, all these things would be like, well, you can't, you can't, you can't. Well, you don't have training. You have... It's the Holy Spirit triumphs all. Yeah. The Holy Spirit can do anything. Yeah. So actually a lot of kids, like they'll ask me, can you help me write raps? I'm like, well, ask uh, the Holy Spirit to help yeah. you. I help you, but you just go to the Holy Spirit. That's my inspiration. Yeah. Uh, so, so my process to answer your question would be catch the vibe, mm -hmm. pray about it. Um, what the Holy Spirit, you know, intends for it and then just free flow go. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there might be shifts in the actual title, the name over time, but usually sometimes it's like right on, okay. on the spot. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, going to, uh, your other works or your other, uh, business adventures. Sure. Um, so with Godswag apparel, yeah. um, uh, how did the concept come to mind? Mm -hmm. And then, um, when you're producing a line or like for a season or something like that, do you go about it in saying like, okay, um, I want to produce it. I want to produce the line in this way. Yeah. Or you're saying like, okay, just here's some ideas, some concepts, some sketches. Let's produce it. Or is yeah. it more mainstreamed and then like, okay, we're following this one concept? Thank you for asking me these questions because yeah. I get excited about stuff. And I usually know. people don't ask me. Yeah. Um, so Godswag started when I was about 16, 17. The, the concept. I was driving. Uh, I remember I was like uh, about an hour away from my house. I was actually going to visit this girl. 16 years old. Yeah, yeah 16 Whoa. years old. And, uh, and literally I remember like there were no cool Jesus clothes. Yeah. And I was like, I just, I, I remember seeing like a pair of jeans with like Jesus's face embroidered on it. And I'm like, <laughs> someday I'm going to make some, some cool Jesus clothes. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where it all started. And then, um, I started helping making, uh, retreat shirts. Mm -hmm. So every day on retreat. So I started, so retreat, the impact of my life, the change in my life is called the acts retreat. Okay. I, I encountered Christ in this retreat. My life was transformed instantly. That's what put me on this path to go all in for Jesus, whatever I had creatively, I yeah. wanted to share it. But I started making retreat shirts. So, you know, we had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, different shirts. And I would, you know, come up with some creative people and we they knew a shirt guy and then we'd get them printed. And yeah. we had like, you know, the, the you remember the Intel inside logo? Yeah. But I had like Jesus inside. Yeah. And then, you know, the one, Jesus rocks. And another was one I actually, you know, refined today. It's called Who's Your Daddy? And has uh -huh. Jesus on it. Yeah. And um, so that's kind of how that started. Um, and then when I actually, you know, started making music, I made my Rosary Rhapsody. Once again, just uh, an, a project to help evangelize. I wasn't like trying to be like a breakthrough rapper or Christian rapper or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. I just wanted a tool to help people pray. And then I realized that, you know, not everybody might not want a Rosary Rhapsody, but they might wear a T-shirt that represents their faith. Yeah. And so at LA Congress, I'm going to say in 2010, um, here in Anaheim, um, I had three t-shirt designs mm -hmm. and I had my Rosie Rhapsody and CDs did fine, but I sold out of my t-shirts. 
Did you um, did you walk into the conference saying like, okay, I want to have a booth and I want to sell this? So much, yeah, no, I had a, just- I had I had a booth. I wasn't slanging out of the back of my car. Oh, no, okay. I had a booth, and people would come through. I I'd, you know talk to them about CD platform, and then I had the three shirt designs, and they oh, like, oh, they, they really liked by, them. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it it made me think. I'm like, oh, okay, this is an evangelization tool. Yeah, that just because I'm into music or I'm into rap or something like that doesn't mean that everybody else is, but everybody's got to put a shirt on when they wake up in the morning. Exactly. Everyone's got to wear something. Everyone's got to wear something. And yeah. so that made me think, okay, I want to, I want to pursue this more and, and grow it. And mm-hmm. God, like you said, um, providing, providing sound, God provided amazing artists, um, Shane, um, uh, Jelinas who does all the God swag designs and we go back and forth and concepts and, yeah. um, and today, so it, to answer your question about forming lines. Yeah. So for the chosen album, uh, kind of this is like new chosen merch right yeah, here. Looks great. Thanks. Uh, you know, I, I look at, you got to look at culture and what's, mm-hmm. what's trending, what's hot. And, you know, I have a team of people like that, you know, one works in fashion, one works in film, uh, one, you know, just my friend in Ohio who just has good feedback in the area. And it's ideas, like, yeah. so yes. Yeah, so all around, like, what do you think? Do you like this design? Yes or no. Sometimes I throw it up on Instagram. Um, you do, like yes or no one or two, like yeah. you decide. And that's kind of how I go. But usually I won't make a shirt unless I'm going to rep it. Like really? I won't like this. I, I do. And I'm not Rest yourself. Am I going to wear this? Yeah. Like I'm just like, there's some, I want to say corny designs out there yeah. and I'm not trying to diss them at all. I'm just want to be creative, artistic. And I want whatever, I want whatever yeah. I create to be, to compete with the world because I want Jesus to be in the mix. Yeah. Like I always say, make Jesus famous. And I want people to be like, that's a fresh shirt. Yeah. You know, that's hot. You know, where'd you get that? Whatever. And it's because it's glorifying God at a high level. Yeah. So that's kind of my process. But I usually look at what's what's hot right now. And, you know, with a bunch of different people uh, sharing the, the art. And I go with that. Getting different perspectives from people and opinions. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Yeah. So with the clothing yeah. and the merch and everything, mm-hmm. um, where do you see that in the next uh, couple of years? Or what's your goal or like yeah. you have a plan? I have, yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, so now that I am doing full-time speaking, performing ministry, yeah, I have a bit more time to dedicate to, to God swag and growing it. Yeah. So my goals for God swag, um, well, first off would be one pray, pray for direction. Like, Lord, what yeah. do you want me to do with this? Is this something you want to put my energy in? Is it, you know, something you back off in? So that's something really important discerning. Um, but what I'm working towards right now is getting it into uh, different gift shops around the country. Mm-hmm. That's one. Um, I've been working on growing a social media following um, right now on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, um, a lot of, of, you know, sales are happening yeah. because of that. So increasing that, you know, I have an amazing designer from Australia. Her name is Amber and she helps uh, with like the website and the branding and just the elements, all the things vision. like that. The vision the of vision that, that's like, yeah. And then Shane's the actual designer of the merch. So I have great people for me. It's just like executing, mm-hmm. staying consistent yeah. because you know, as ADD, it's like you're spread out. Like I'm working on a talk this week. You're I'm doing a concert place. here. Yeah. And then I'm working. It's like, for me, I really have to stay focused. I have, and this is another thing about my story. I have an accountability partner. His name's Ryan Mayer. Uh-huh. He's one of my best friends in Ohio. We check in every day. In fact, he, he texted me before we started recording, and um, he's like, what are your goals for today? How can I help you support these goals? And he'll check in, and I'll check in with him because, 
you know, it's so important that someone's holding you accountable, especially if you want to achieve big things. Um, So I think that's really important. But I would I would hope that God Swag would be, you know, one of the top Christian clothing brands in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm declaring it within the next five to ten years. There you go. Make a declaration, man. Let's do it. Quick question. What was your first impression of me when we met? What was my first impression? Yeah. Uh, so full honesty. Yeah. I thought you were a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought we had some good conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I, I kind of, especially when I'm meeting new people, yeah. it's always just like, Hey, yeah. Learn about the story. What's going on. What are you interested in? Yeah. What's your work? Things like that. I don't think we had like a, a giant interaction. Not really. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like, especially any, any friend of Paul Kim is my friend, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was down, uh, to support in any way. Shape or form. Yeah. What was your first uh, thought of me when you met? Oh, this guy's cool. He's got a cool outfit on. Let me go talk to him. Oh, man. Uh, also, like, um, you, I recognized you, and I recognized what you were wearing. Mm. So, backstory, um, I actually volunteer with Heart of the City, which is a ministry through um, the OC Diocese. Okay. For young adults, we do, like, um, we do adoration, worship, uh, mass, all right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's it's ran by, and it's... Um, it's ran by and it's directed for young adults. Okay. So everything that is, uh, everything like the concepts to the music, to the production, to the lighting, uh, to people welcoming, it's all young adults. Great. So yeah. Love so it. it's more like connected outreach mm-hmm. than it is like uh, some person who's like not this age trying to make something for people that are younger. Right. Not to diss that, but yeah. like it's, it's more direct. Yeah. I love yeah. it. So I was um, at the recent LA Con- yeah, LA LA conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was at, I was there, and um, you know, I was talking about Heart in the City and stuff. And I looked on the Instagram, and it said at Joe Melendrez. And I'm like, oh, this, this is cool. So I clicked your page. I didn't even look at your profile or anything. Mm. I clicked the link, and I saw uh, the Godswag Apparel shirt with the with the white cross and the roses. And I'm like, yeah. oh shoot, that's yeah, a tight shirt. Yeah. And I didn't even know anything about you or any concept. Right. And I'm all like, oh, oh yeah, I'll, let me pick that up later. Um, I ended up not following through. But, man, I'm going to follow through. Bro, I'm going to give you one today. Man, I'm not even going to lie. Like, when I was literally like, man, why are there no, why are there's everyone, like, a cornball, like, corny Jesus shirts? I'm like, yo, we need to get some cool stuff. Yeah. And then, like, I saw your stuff, and I'm like, man, this is it. Let's this the, is, this let is what the I'm art speak. Yeah. You know? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for that. It means a lot. And that's that's God, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. If if, if you can create something that it sparks, you know, oh, man, that I can represent my faith in a cool way or I can look, I can wear this to the club, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm at college. I'm walking in my class looking, wearing cool Jesus shirts. That's awesome. You know, yeah. that's powerful. Talking about your day. So what do you do and what's your routine when you wake up in the first two hours of your day? Let's Bro, get to know Joe. So good. I'm so glad you asked that question. Yeah. And for everybody listening, routines are essential. Yeah. You have to get in routine. I read this book by this guy named Devon Franklin. Have you heard of Devon Franklin? Devin Franklin? Yeah, no, yeah. Devon Franklin. Oh, Devon? Yeah. So uh, he's he, uh, a preacher? He's a preacher yeah. and a film producer. Like yeah. he filmed Breakthrough. Yeah, yeah, Heaven is for Real. Amazing stuff. But um, this book, The Truth About Men, every man in the world needs to read this book. So good. But he talks about his routine. And so my routine um, is wake up around 5 o'clock, mm-hmm. go to the gym, um, make it back by six, six thirty. How long do you work out for? Usually 45 to an hour. Okay. Um, do you yeah. have like a, like a trainer that gives you stuff to do or you just, I, and get I usually just try to get, so I'll start on the treadmill yeah. or Hold the up. elliptical, okay. um, just to get blood pumping. And then I'll go into, if I'm doing, you know, chest, if I'm doing biceps, yeah. doing legs and I kind of just rotate, yeah. you know, 
uh, I, when Father Rob came out here, Father Rob Galea, he he uh, does a lot of fitness. So I worked out with him a couple days. I was really sore. And I was like, <laughs> geez, I don't know how you do it. Um, and so, but what this does, the working out gets my brain activated. As really? an ADD person, yeah. when I can get my brain going, I can do a lot more. Yeah. So this helps me in the morning. So then after I work out, I come back and I pray. So, um, so typically, my daughter wakes up around 6.45, 7. Um, so I'll get back in time, shower, right. get her out uh, of bed, yeah. um, feed her, things like that. Um, and then around 7.30, I'll head to Mass. Mm -hmm. um, there's 7.30 Mass down the street, St. Peter Claver. After 7.30 Mass, I'll sit in a Blessed Sacrament Chapel for a good 30 minutes, and I have a routine. So I have a book called Jesus Calling, mm -hmm. and I, I read that daily reflection. Um, then I will look up all the verses that inspired that. And then I also have a soap methods it's a bible study method i'll usually soap. do a soap yeah about it. um so soap is really powerful it stands for scripture observation application and prayer yeah and this i want to say i was it was two years ago that i actually learned to read scripture mm -hmm. and it was through the soap method yeah. and i'm like dude i went to casco my whole life i went to you know i was a theology major uh -huh. like how come i don't know scripture that well i yeah. mean i know it but i don't know it you yeah. know and and it was, it was this method that helped break it down. So scripture is basically, you know, you circle, underline things that strike you in the scripture. Observation, you rewrite it in your own words. Mm -hmm. So it's processing. Gotcha. Then application. This is really big. How does it apply to my life right now? Yeah. So you're throwing up this spiritual mirror and you're, you're putting the word up against you. And you're looking at, whoa, what, what areas do I need to work on? Mm -hmm. um, I was just reflecting this morning in Timothy. And Timothy's, Paul's telling Timothy, you know, you got to manage your family well. You got to have self-control. You got to strive to be pure. Um, you got to read read the scriptures in public places. Mm -hmm. um, and don't don't let people make excuses or look down on you because you're too young. Like, all these things are so valuable. But as I read them, I'm processing, like, man, I got to put more effort into being a better father and husband, managing my family better. He's, he talks about, like, if you can't manage your family, how are you supposed to manage the church? You know, yeah. how are you supposed to serve God at a high level? I'm like, wow, it's, that's big. Mm -hmm. um, so then prayer, you write a, a reflection, you know, asking God to, to help you with the scripture verse. Super easy. Anybody can do it, mm -hmm. but it's massive um, when reading reading scripture. For me, it helped me a lot. Uh -huh. Yeah. What's your, uh, what's your advice for someone who's um, someone who's trying to, like, discern for what God wants them to do. But yeah. then at the same time, um, you know, it's like God gives you an answer, but they're still not sure. What's your advice for someone? Well, this like advice kind of warm to God. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. This advice is from my friend, Meg, uh, Meg Hunter Kilmer. She said, you know, we're always asking about what is God, what does God want for me? To, what does he want me to do? What is this? And it's like, well, actually sometimes God just wants you to love on him. God just wants you to go to him yeah. and say, I love you. God wants you to worship him. God wants you to spend time with him. You don't have to do much at all. Yeah. You just be with him, you know? And I think a lot of times in that, when you when you are in true communion with God, when you come closer to him, there will be clarity. Yeah. Because he'll just say, hey, do this. And you're like, okay, I, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. You know? And so that's what I think we should be striving for, closeness, being in God's presence, because when we're closer to him, we want to say yes mm -hmm. to him more. And that's that's the surrender. It's We're always in this battle in yeah. the flesh, our will and his will. And if we can just be all in in his will, that's the best thing we can do. Sometimes I was thinking yesterday, I was just, just getting frustrated because 
there, I feel like there's a lot of times that people, they say they believe in God and they, they say they're in, but then they, they don't live it. Mm. And it's lukewarm, like you were talking about. And I'm like, Jesus just wants people to say, will you just please say yes and stay in that yes? Yeah. And, and that's it. It's like, we need to commit. And, you know, maybe it's this podcast that's going to inspire somebody to commit. Maybe it's you talking about Jesus. Maybe you're wearing a God's spike shirt. Maybe it's something that you you meet a young kid and you tell him about Jesus now. And then, you know, 10 years later, they really commit. Yeah. Whatever. It's like, we just have to be dedicated. You know, when I was playing basketball, and mm-hmm. look at college, look at college sports. Yeah. You, you're working out like. Like I remember like athletes were in the cafeteria at like 6 a.m. eating breakfast because they had a 5 a.m. workout and then they have an evening workout. You know, it's like, and that's how do you perform at a high level? You have to stay disciplined and you have to train and you have to like eat right. You have to do all these things. We should treat discipleship the same way. Yeah. We need to stay dedicated, disciplined, have routines. You know, where are we getting filled spiritually? I was a youth minister for 11 years and a lot of times I feel like I'm just pouring out pouring out, pouring out, but that you don't have, you don't create time for you. Mm-hmm. I was asked last year around this time. You can take care of others, but you need to take care of yourself. You need to take well. care of yourself. Yeah. And, and I, uh, around this time last year, um, father Dave Dwyer from the busted halo show, um, in New York, he asked me, well, when do you find time to, to get close to God? And I told yeah. him when I'm driving on my way to work. <laughs> and when I heard that this year, I'm like, Joe, like that's horrible. That's yeah, it. Yeah. You give God like 25 minutes on your way to work when you can't fully focus on him because you're working on the road. You're driving. Yeah. And we do that. You put that on the back burner. But that's why I have to start my day, get my brain right, working out. And then I have to go to God first. I have to go to prayer. Mm-hmm. It's essential. If I don't pray till the end of the day, I'm like, man, I've been thrown off. You're missing something. Yeah. So. Wow. Um, so when you have like these goals and things you want to pursue, like I see you have like. I guess you could say maybe yeah. vision like, boards. Vis- there's vision boards. Yeah. Vision boards. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who taught you this? Where'd you learn this? And yeah. then how can these people implement it into their daily lives? I know yeah. it's a lot of questions, but no, bro, yeah. this is something. So, by, so I, looks, I break it down. Great. I have a wall of inspiration, um, which basically I have a lot of quotes, things that inspire me. You see Michael Jordan up there. Yeah. Um, Apple, Walt Disney quote, scripture verses, um, a kid gave me, I was at a, a Cracker Barrel in Kentucky um, and I was eating breakfast and reading scripture and this uh-huh. kid from the concert the night before saw me, came up to me and they like literally, they took care of my meal and they wrote wow. on the receipt like, thanks for what you do to serve our mm-hmm. church. So that's like up there because those are like, to me, those are, that's powerful, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I have a wall of thanks. So, so anybody listening, if you can get in an attitude of gratitude, if you can get in a space of being grateful I don't care if it's because you had a hot shower, if you can breathe through two nostrils, you know, if you had three meals today, um, whatever it can be, if you can be in a state of gratitude, that allows God to really open and, 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 and utilize you and, and, and bless you. You just have to be grateful. But if we act in a sense of, I don't have this, I don't have this, that's just, it's like you're building resentment against yourself. You know, Uh it's like, uh, so, so I'll read this every day things that I'm grateful for. Um, 
And then I have uh, a faith a wall of faith. And so I'll have like prayer requests and praise uh-huh. reports. And I'll update that every month. I need to update this this one month. What is and, a praise report? So praise report is like, okay, something something good that happened. So um, say you were trying to get a job and then all of a sudden now you got a job. That's a praise report. Yeah. So when I was in college, I had a, a, I was part of the Ebony Heritage Singers. It was a gospel choir. Okay. When we started off the class. What college did you go to? Uh, University of Dayton in oh, Ohio. Okay. okay. And uh, our teacher, she would say, "All right, praise requests or pr- prayer, prayer reports, praise or prayer, praise reports, prayer requests." There you go. And uh, and so that's how we do it. So I learned that at a young age because we want to pray for. We often say, "I want to pray for this person who's sick. I want to pray for this." But are we giving God praise for what He's blessing us with? Yeah. I want to, you know, thank God that you know around. the Chick Fil A was built down the street. You know, <laughs> like I'm, yeah. you know, all these things to be grateful for. It's a sunny day outside. It was beautiful this morning. Um, it's so important to to give God praise too. Um, then I have goals and goals. I, I kind of break these goals down to like financial, spiritual, physical, professional, uh, relational. And then I have both of my like goals for my companies up there. Um, that's kind of how I like to break these out. I'm a structured person, so it okay. helps me to see that. And then vision board are just different things, goals, opportunities, um, things that I'd like to achieve or, 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 or you know, events to work with, um, things. And it's, it's just important because if you don't have direction and this, I didn't do this all the time. This mm-hmm. year, I really put this up like this past year. You're passionate about it right now. Yeah, but you yeah. forget about it, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. So if you can read it every day, you it's know there. what you're working towards. Yeah. And just like any successful company, you need to check in with your goals. Like mm-hmm. if you're not meeting these goals, you're not, you need to switch the plan, shift it, you know, and that's the thing with God. I just need to always say, hey, what do you want me to work towards? Mm-hmm. Where are you going to put my energy in? Um, and that's so important. So when you bring God in the mix, well, one, with you can do anything through Christ who gives you strength. Yeah. So everything I have here is all possible with Jesus, right? Uh-huh. But it, I also have to be disciplined and open to say, is this your will? Yeah. I, I, I want to do this if you want to bless it. But I can't do it unless you you stamp your approval on it. Right. Can't so, go against God. Yeah. Uh, in college, were you, were you always passionate about ministry? Or was there like a certain time or era that like, or an event that like, okay, yeah. I need to go to this? Yeah. Or was it just like, over time like you know what i mean like yeah explain. so the fifth when i was 15 years old on that retreat yeah. i had i had a, a christ encounter and how i com- compared this encounter is like all the love i had my whole life in one moment mm-hmm. started weeping crying i yeah. never felt this before in my life i knew god was real and i knew that i had to share this love with anybody and everybody yeah right and why did god choose me at 15 years old i don't know but i think he knew that i was a passionate person and i I love promoting good things. Mm-hmm. And he knew that I would be good at promoting him, the best news in the world, you yeah. know? So that kind of, um, I'm guessing that's why he kind of, you know, started me at a young age, revved my my faith engine. Mm-hmm. And um, so after that, I started asking a lot of questions. Well, why do I believe this? Well, why are people getting confirmed? What is it, Mass? You know, I started, I read a book on Eucharistic miracles mm-hmm. and that really changed things for me in understanding Eucharist. Like, wow, it's, it's really Jesus. Like, this is incredible, you know, um, going to adoration. And then in college, I was in uh, a ministry field. So pastoral ministry, religious studies major. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to say I was I was always in to my faith. Yeah. I was performing in, in my faith, but still trying to find, you know, a balance between. Because yeah. there's a lot when you're performing, you can be like, you know what? This is about me. 
Mm-hmm. And I like the attention and I like, you know, people are applauding this and that. Yeah. But with God, it can't be like that. Mm-hmm. It's all got to be for, for God. It's about him. Yeah. So for me, like now, like I used to dance a whole lot and I didn't dance as much because I didn't want the attention to be on me and my dance moves. Yeah. I wanted to be on praising God. And I'm like, if I distract, yeah. yeah, it could be problematic. But people <laughs> are like, well, you can still dance and praise God. But, um, but yeah, so in college, I want to say that I went to the you know University of Dayton, the mm-hmm. Marianist brothers and priests were super helpful in forming me as a young man of faith. And I even discerned religious life for a good five, five years or so. Wow. Um, yeah, because I knew God wanted me to do something. I, I used, I thought to myself, well, well, of course, you know, become a priest, become a brother, you know, that that's like a, no doubt a way to give your life fully to God, you know? Um, and then God placed, you know, wonderful woman, uh, in my life, uh, Noel. And, uh, I'm just so thankful for her and shout out to Noel. Um, so I just, I like that. That was a shift, uh, in my life. And I, and was, it was once again, a decision. Yeah. I had to make a decision like, you know what? I'm going to pursue marriage yeah. and I'm going to strive to be a husband. And it, I honestly, through my whole marriage is f- five years. And then our daughter is now going to be three. Congrats on five years, man. Thank you. Thanks yeah. so much. I've yeah. had to learn and grow yeah. so much <laughs> and it hasn't been easy, but I'm so thankful. Yeah. I'm so thankful. I look back at myself like, man, I can't believe I was like that. You know, like I, I just, we should always strive, never settle, strive to improve, to mm-hmm. become better. So, you know, um, as a husband and, you know, married in the church and the faith, um, yeah. how do you, um, as a spouse, like call to the other person to like, uh, I guess, call them out to like a higher level of God. Cause yeah. it's like, you'll hear, you're, you'll hear people talk about it, but yeah. like, like in a real practical way and like in a daily life, like how yeah. do you go about it? Cause like, our moods change every day, you know, like things happen, life events. So like, what is some like guidance or like some advice? First off. Okay. So I have yeah. up here, it says six keys to a healthy marriage. Oh, okay. I'm a, I, th- I these I are, notice that. these are, these are big right here. So take notes if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, number, one, number one, use we or our statements. Okay. Okay. So this is our child. This is our house. We believe in hospitality. We are welcoming people to us. So that's right. Instead of saying, it's my daughter. No, it's not. It's our daughter, right. you know? Yeah. Um, number two, thank you. Uh-huh. You gotta be, you know, thank you so much for, you know, this amazing meal you prepared. Or thank you for all the hard work you do for our family. And that's so important that you, when you see an opportunity to give thanks, you give thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I love you. You gotta confess your love. You gotta say, I love you. It's so important to remind your spouse that you love them. This is a big one. Number four, what do you think? Yeah. Instead of saying, um, so this morning I was like, um, I may have worded differently. I was like, I was planning on going, going to, uh, daily mass. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Like, but it's like, what do you think? Do you mm-hmm. need me? I want to make sure I'm, I'm serving you yeah. first. You know, what do you think? Yeah. And so now it gives her the option to, to say, Oh, you know what? If you could get me some raisin bran before you go, if you could refill my yeah. tea for me, Just whatever, me yeah. you know, that's important. You know, if you could clean up Antoinette's toys because <laughs> you know, she, she got a messy, whatever. <laughs> Next one. Um, you did a good job. So giving, you know, credit, you're doing a good job. You let them know. And then this is a big one. A lot of people will probably struggle with this till the day they die. Uh-huh. I admit that I was wrong. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta just come clean and be like, you know what? If you were wrong, you wrong, right? Straight up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but as far as uh, Paul J Kim actually helped me when I was discerning, he told me three, three things. He said, number one, is this person going to be your best friend? Mm -hmm. Can you see them as your best friend? I was like, yes. Number two, will this person be a good uh, mother to your children? 
Yeah. Okay. And then number three, will this person lead you to heaven? Yeah. Those were the requirements and yes, yes. And yes, mm -hmm. those are super important when looking at your spouses, yeah. you know, and right now. So for us, the soap method, yeah. we did a soap on Colossians Don't changed our that. marriage, yeah. changed our marriage right now. We're doing a soap on Timothy mm -hmm. and this is just every day to get into the word with, with your spouse, to pray with your spouse is huge. And can, can you slip sometimes a couple of days? Yeah, of course. But if you can pray, if you can be open, and this is another thing, truth is so important. You have to be 100% in your marriage at all times. Yeah. Because if you're, uh, say you're feeling a certain way that you're frustrated, but you don't want to tell your spouse. Yeah. Well, that's a liability against your marriage. Mm -hmm. So if that's a 10%, that, that you're not satisfied with that person, well, then someone else comes along and like, oh, they could do that. That's uh, a liability. Yeah. You can't do that. You've got to be 100% honest. Like, hey, you know, this is an area where I'm struggling with right now. Really? I, I just want to talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. um, it's super important. Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, you got you to stay rooted. Yes, can you, call, can you call your spouse out? Yes, but you have to do it within the six keys. <laughs> you have to say, you know, I think or I feel or don't use it. Well, you haven't yeah. been doing it. No mm. accusations, yeah. No accusations. Um, it's really important. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like uh, it's a journey and no one's going to get it right from the jump. Yeah. But the more that you can be self-aware, the better it's going to be. Yeah. If you can be aware that you're not perfect and you need room for improvement, it's going to be way better. Wow. How do we, um, oh, we talked about positivity and us, you know, uh, trying to call ourselves out into greatness. Um, yeah. you know, in this world we see like a lot, a lot of negativity and like, it's, um, not, it's has most of the tension. Mm -hmm. So what positivity should we put out? And then how do we live, uh, our lives in a positive way and for the Lord? Yeah. So it says in scripture, death and life is in the power of the tongue. Mm -hmm. You can speak death of your life. You can speak life of your situation. Yeah. Um, and that works for anybody and everybody. So I'm not trying to say ignore bad things that happen. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes my wife can say, Joe, you're overly positive. <laughs> like you just need to be real sometimes. And I'm like, okay, okay. But for me, I look at it in the sense of you, you got to see things through a, ha a glass half full. Mm -hmm. um, you got to praise God for what you do have. Um, you know, I look at, you know, Paul and Silas in prison. Mm. They're in prison. They're, they're, they're beat, they're stripped, and they're praising God. Mm -hmm. So no matter your circumstance, no matter what season you're going through, you got to praise through the storm and praise. And what happened was the, there was an earthquake. The the jail uh, doors opened. They're free, yeah. right? And then because of that, more people began to believe in Jesus, and the guard was baptized. It's kind of wild. <laughs> so uh, I think it's so important to be positive. I really do. But to have that so there's, there's a level of, okay, there's a positive mindset mm -hmm. and there's act, acting positive and then there's bringing God into it. Yeah. And that's where I like to be in the space of, oh, Jesus, thank you. Or whenever I like, I'm going to something like say, um, you know, it's a new day. I'm about to go to an event. I just say, Jesus, let's do this. I'm like, I'm not alone in this. You're coming with me. Yeah, let's together. do this together. We're together. Yeah. I've had recently... There have been quite some distractions mm -hmm. in my uh, right before I'm about to present. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you're listening, the devil, he wants to destroy you. Mm -hmm. It says in John 10, 10, uh, a thief comes in the night to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come and give life to the full. Um, and the devil wants to destroy you. But if he can't destroy you, he's going to distract you. Mm -hmm. And by distract you, that's like 
uh, I was in an event in Ohio and we're about to go on ready. Yeah, you're focused. I'm yeah. focused. And all of a sudden, uh, somebody moves the chair that was blocking the HDMI input yeah. and breaks the cable. No. And I'm like, dude, I have my whole presentation, my, my videos, everything. It. Like, what I do got. you mean? So I had to like, slow down. It's a distraction. Mm -hmm. It's a distraction. We can recover. Mm -hmm. And we recover within five minutes, got another core. We move things around. Yeah. It worked. But those are small. Devil can just try to do like little things. Yeah. But he wants you down. But with God, if, if God is so strong in you, man, he can just like just shake you. You know, it's like mm -hmm. you have to be mentally strong. You have to know who God says you are. On the back here, I have this like mirror you can't see right now, but it has different things. If you stand in there and you look at it, it's like, I'm chosen, I'm called, I'm a person of praise, I'm a disciple maker, I'm a citizen of heaven, you know, I can do all things. You know, it's like if we can remember who God says we are, mm -hmm. that's gonna be big, yeah, because we're not going to let the devil distract us or he all he speaks lies like his native tongue is lying mm -hmm. so yeah, heard if that before yeah, yeah. so if it's in scripture so if we let that get into us if the, he anytime he reaches out he's lying to us mm -hmm. we gotta know the truth and the truth will set us free um so 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 important so i like to i like i like yeah, jesus man. the positivity but the the truth in jesus is the best positivity you could possibly have mm. going into performances and stuff yeah uh when you perform uh do you get nervous every time you go on stage yeah. and um how do you deal with that? And uh, what's your advice? Yeah. Uh, uh, I go up and I speak for like my communications classes. Yeah. Um, I think I'm pretty good when it comes to speaking, but like that nervousness before it just hits me every time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't get nervous. You it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't. Um, it's because you've done it so many times or you just, I'm very comfortable. I want to say I'm comfortable in my gift. Mm -hmm. So I know God will deliver through my music and performing because he always does and he has. Yeah. And the the only time it gets tough is when, you know, I am speaking to people who don't want to be there. Yeah. Sometimes I I speak at like confirmation groups and you know, a lot of the kids there don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. And I was actually talking to my friend Father Rob about it and he was like, you know, that's an opportunity for if kids don't want to be there, then you can bring them to Jesus. And I'm like, "Yes, you're right." But it's tough it's when hard. when the crowd doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, so I don't normally get nervous because I look at it as like I'm stepping out, mm -hmm. God's stepping in. Yeah. Holy Spirit, use me. Yeah. You know. And I was telling, I was with uh, my friend Style DJ Style in um, Pennsylvania a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And we did a, a concert together, and it just went off. Like mm -hmm. they were going nuts. And like I felt like a lot of people didn't know me, but they were just going crazy. They just they just liked you, dude. They just and, and yeah. I was like, I told them early on, Holy I was like, Spirit working. Holy, that's the thing. Yeah, I was like, bro, I knew it was gonna be a good night because I was doing some dance moves I've never done before. Yeah, and that means the Holy Spirit was moving. Some like Chris Brown stuff. Straight, straight out, I'm like, where did that come <laughs> from? But that's how I know the Spirit is moving when I yeah. can literally just be a, a vessel, say, Lord, fill me up and let me pour out into this these people. Yeah, I'm just a vessel. Yeah. He's just using me. So God always delivers. So I don't need to worry about that. Mm -hmm. I just need to worry about getting out of the way. Yeah. So that's what's most important for me. Um, so when you first started performing, like gaining traction, did you, would you, did you feel like kind of lost or like, did you say, okay, um, I'm a Catholic speaker. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I do worship. I sing yeah. songs. Yeah. And how, like for someone who's also trying to get into that field. Yeah what's like a path they can take or steps they can take to go into that. Yeah. Cause I feel like as a person who is, has amazing accomplishments just like you and has been able to break through and make a path for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, 
the, the podcast is also for others to learn how to do yeah, that yeah. or to, you know, God calls uh, people to do certain things. Yeah. But if this person is called to this and they need to hear this on this podcast right. on how to do that, yeah. what advice can you give them? Mm. Yeah. Well, I know it's first off, it's, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not easy, but I would say number one, God made you uniquely you. Mm -hmm. So you got to be you. Yeah. Don't try to be somebody else. I know I said I want to be like Michael Jordan. Yeah. But when I met Jesus, I was like, well, I need to be who the Joe that Jesus made me to be. Like, I can't be Mike, Michael Jordan. You know, yeah. I need to be Joe. Mm -hmm. And so focus on being being you. And if you're different, be different. Mm -hmm. Like, that's okay. A lot of times, like, especially with the, the Instagram world we live in, we're constantly comparing, oh, this is what success is. Oh, this yeah. is what this person Spoiling. does. And, and it, it kind of it shapes how we think we need to act, and a lot of times, no. Mm -hmm. um, God calls you to be this way. You got to be this way. I was just watching the documentary on Travis Scott last night, Look, yeah. Mom, I Can Fly. Yeah. And watching him and people that knew him at a young age, like, I knew he was special. It's just a matter of sharing people that, telling, mm -hmm. letting people know. And I saw him, you know, doing a little little show. He's still doing what he does, but there was, like, 15 people there. Nobody knew who he was, yeah. but he's, he's going going crazy. And that was the thing with me, like, whether it's there's this footage um, in Orlando at NCCYM mm -hmm. and it was a side stage. There were like six people, like three year in bean bags on yeah. the floor. I don't care. I'm still performing as if Doing there's 5,000, yeah. 10,000 people there and getting them. I'm going out and I'm interacting. Whereas some people will be like, nah, there's only one person. Too. There's only a couple of people here. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. You got to give, I say you got to give God your all at all times. Mm -hmm. So whatever field that is, um, you know, do it. So if you're really good at organizing, then organize for God. If you're really good at doing hair, then, you know, do hair for Jesus yeah. and whatever it is. A, a lot of times we don't like to cultivate our gifts. I find. Mm -hmm. So, um, what are your gifts? Maybe you may know them. Maybe you might not. Maybe someone told you you're mm -hmm. good at this. If I did, if my youth minister didn't say, Joe, you should make a rap. I might not have rapped. Mm -hmm. She's kind of spoke prophecy over my life. She gave me a direction. Yeah. If you can see that in other people, you need to tell them you have a gift in this area. I want you to grow it and pursue it. Get after it. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. You, if you have something that you want to work on, then work on it, work on it, work on it. A lot of times people think success is overnight when it takes years. You know, like I, like I made my first album when I was 22. I'm 33 now. Yeah. So it's been 11 years of like staying dedicated to this and also being okay with not everybody's gonna like you. Yeah. You know, I, I do Catholic hip hop. At the beginning, but hip hop is like the number one genre in the world right now. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. But in the beginning, hip hop, people were afraid of it. They're like, you can't rap about God. Yeah. Why? Well, because hip hop's bad, but God's not bad. Yeah. So if you put God in the content, it becomes good, yeah. you know? Um, because they were unsure. And that's and that's okay. We do that as humans. We like to box things, we like to say no, but so, Jesus. Yeah. He sees, uh, you know, with this this unconditional love and anything that can give God glory, he's saying, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Um, so I had to also be, you know, be careful. Um, I would consider myself somewhat of a, a rebel for God at times. Uh -huh. But you also, you got to be able to, honestly, if you want to 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 grow in the area, you need to see who who's your audience. Who mm -hmm. are you working with, you know? 
And that's definitely like when I'm speaking to teens, I'll, I'll use, you know, certain references, talk about certain things. But if I'm yeah. doing leadership for adults or parish mission, yeah. or I'm speaking from, you know, kids five to 80, mm-hmm. I have to change things up a bit. Gotcha. Um, so uh, if you're, and I know this has been a, so, wa- a big so answer. So kind of like content that's like targeted to a specific people. You, as, as a DJ, as yeah. a DJ, you're going to play the song gonna that's going to get, get the yeah. people going. Yeah. You can't, if you're going to play September, you know, which I love September yeah. and you're going to play it for a high school dance, not going to go off. Yeah. But if you play it at, you know, like a, a 40, 50 year old birthday party, six year old birthday party, that's it's going to go off. Yeah. Right. So you got to know. Um, and the good thing with God is God, scripture is universal language. God's universal language. Yeah. Um, and that's so important. So you got to know, no God, no scripture. Also dancing is fun too. I was watching this video on YouTube, this girl who's dancing like in Africa yeah. and she was teaching like all these, uh, these kids a dance and it just, they can't speak the same language, but they can dance together, which it's I thought universal. was so cool. I love that. Um, but whatever it is you're, you're, you're interested in, grow that, grow that, grow that, cultivate the gift. Mm. So if you could prescribe one thing for every human being, uh, every human being in the world to do for a whole week, they had to do this every single day uh, for the next week. What would it be? Every single day for the next week. Yeah. What would you recommend? That's a big one. Yeah. I mean, there's a part of me that, yeah, wants to give them something, something spiritual to do. Mm-hmm. But then there's a part of me. Yeah. So I, this is what came to me. I would say for a week, uh-huh. let go of your phone. Yeah. Let go of your phone for a week and, and try to make as many friends as you can. Like get out in social settings, yeah. go to grocery stores, go to Target, Walmart, go to the mall. Like I feel like that's, that's God's ideal. I have nothing against social media. I think yeah. it's a very valuable tool, mm-hmm. but I also think the devil can use it yeah. and he can use it to make us less in community. There's social communities, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But like, I listen to Gary V a lot. If you know Gary V. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he, he says, you know, social media, there's no problem with social media. It exposes us, yeah. our insecurities, um, our jealousies, things like that. And that's where negativity can start to rise. And so I would say if we can be a one week, Everybody, I want to say, let's make a goal. 25 new friends, mm-hmm. no cell phone, go out in social settings and, and build community and hopefully learn people's stories just like you're doing right now. There you go. What do you think about the way that God can use people? Like um, right now, I think God's using Kanye West to, Huge, uh, bro. to, claim, the, to yes. claim the name. Yes. So what do you think um, of the way God can use people and how can we, uh, how can we listen to that voice more? Yeah. Yeah. God, if God can use Paul the Apostle, God can use Kanye. Yeah. God can use Justin Bieber. You know, Justin Bieber was singing at church recently. Yeah. Kanye is, I don't think this is a phase. I think Kanye is all in. Yeah, me too. And, and that's the thing. Praise changes you. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you the, the power of encounter. And you can't deny that. Yeah. And, and this, we were made to worship. Mm-hmm. So when you actually get in that worship space and you're worshiping consistently, you're like, well, I don't want to get out of here. Yeah. And I think that's what's been happening to Kanye. He said that after he said at Coachella, he said that he wasn't fully saved. He wasn't all in for God, yeah. but he's like, now he is and it's changed his life, his family. Mm-hmm. So how can we let, let God, we, we have to put our faith over fear. Yeah. Um, walk by faith, not by sight. When, yeah. when we, we can't do things, but God can do things, right? So you don't need to worry about how it's going to get done. Mm -hmm. You just need to say yes to God every day. If Mary, I mean, she asked the question, how am I going to give birth to Jesus if I'm not in a relationship with With a man? Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, don't worry about the how, 
you just say yes, yeah. you know, and she said yes. And so we need to, we need to be focused more on let, let God do his part. Mm-hmm. And we do our part in saying yes. Yeah. Uh, and he will use us. Uh, but you have to give her distractions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's going to be people in your life. Um, I like this, but you got to check your circle and you almost want to give friend evaluations every year. Okay. Look at your friends Tell us about it. And, and say, so Devon Franklin talked about this. He's like, you look at your friends and you say, you know, is this person really supporting me in my life? Mm-hmm. Do I need to let them go? Are they good for me? Are they being positive? Are they speaking death over my life or their life, this and that? Sometimes people in your life for seasons and that's okay. Yeah. But you have so much that God wants you to do. And just so much that God wants you to be yeah. as, as his child. And so if someone's taking you away from who God's calling you to be, mm-hmm. you got to let them go. Yeah. What do you think of the, um, of the impact of this next album called Jesus is King will have on the culture? Because the culture right now, it's so yeah. like, um, not to diss it, but like, no. it's so quote unquote, like spiritual, or it's not like, it's not like, let's be specific. Like this is God. What do you think yeah. that will have on a culture right now? That's not very into like picking a faith or like proclaiming the name. Yeah. So the name is the name. Jesus There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. Jesus is King. Jesus is King. Jesus is Lord. Um, Kanye is an artist mm-hmm. and he is an excellent artist. And he's always talked about God mm-hmm. throughout his whole career. I and mean, he almost died yeah. in a car accident before his first album, you know? And so he got a second chance at life. But I think right now he is in, he is where God's calling him to be. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be a breakthrough. I'm praying Justin Bieber, I'm just going to declare it here, that yeah. his next album is going to be a worship album. Uh-huh. Um, I'm praying that there's going to be other artists, celebrities that come to Jesus and share on a high level. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the things I was frustrated is that, you know, people, especially celebrities, you know, like um, we can seem we're all imperfect people. But if mm-hmm. you're in, I want you to be all in and I want you to be sold out for God. You know, yeah. that's what I'm praying. Um, but Jesus is King, I think it's going to impact culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that those that don't like God or um, maybe hate on God or have a resistance to God. Yeah. They're going to continue to have that resistance. Yeah. And I heard some people are like, Jesus King, this is amazing. And some people are like, I can't believe it's come to this Yeah, because they, because God is something that they don't like want. And it's like, you can, I always tell people, God's not going to bust down the door of your heart. Yeah. He's going to knock. If we can't have an open heart, he can't use us. He can't come in and just, and, and do what he can do. You let him in. You gotta let him in. And if if you're closed, if you say no, 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 well, he's gonna move on. Mm-hmm. Anytime you say yes, he's gonna be right there. Yeah. You know? But that's the thing. Um, so I'm praying that more people, this just like Puff Daddy for me. Yeah. At eighth grade, I'm sitting here talking to you potentially because Puff Daddy made a song called My Best Friend. There you go. You know? And so I'm praying that Jesus is King will will plant seeds. And I'm praying that God will grow this harvest mm-hmm. because you know, influence is power and Kanye can influence a lot of people. And if he's, you know, talking, he's as his born again testimony, you can Google it. You know, he's talking about God. He's saying that God helped his family, helped him grow closer to his family. What yeah. really matters. This is his first clean album. Yeah. You know, I've always been a supporter and I'm like, Hey, maybe now Kanye and I can work together. My you guy. Know? <laughs> let's do it. Kind of wrapping up here. Um, sure. Let's talk about your podcast, man. So okay. what's the mission? What's your vision? How did it come to be? And yeah. then, how can we reach and uh, yeah. reach reach out to you, see your content, and uh, hear thanks, your podcast? Tell thanks, us, bro. Tell us about. Well, it. it's been great having you, and thanks for asking questions most people don't ask. And Thank I'm you, happy to share. Appreciate it's that. been probably the most in depth interview I've Thank ever you done. For being open, open, honest, and as real as you can be. Hey, that's my, all my, I my pleasure. Yeah, that's what you asked for. So you yeah. pray for it. Um, 
Yes, yeah, so my podcast is the Mission Driven Podcast. Okay. Um, the goal of this is um, so that people may uh, grow and discover and, re- and live God's mission for their life. Yeah. So um, we all have a mission. We all have a calling. The overall mission, go make disciples of all nations. Yeah. That's the great commissioning. Yeah. You know, Jesus is calling us to do this. He didn't say when you feel like it, he said go. And so we need to be doing that. How do you make disciples? But then I think God gives us specific missions, just like he's given you a mission mm-hmm. with this podcast, with the different things you're in, involved with. And so how can we listen to those missions and then execute, you know, yeah. go for it, put faith over fear. Yeah. And then God, what do you call me to now? Going this way. I'm going this way, you know? Um, so I interview different people who share on their, the missions that God's given them yeah. um, and, and how God's, how, what's their faith journey, how has it grown, things like that. Okay. Um, I also do a soap. Uh, it's called Word of the Day. Of the Break day. down soap. Yeah. Um, it goes with the theme of the podcast. And then I do something called Break It Down mm-hmm. where I'll play one of my tracks and talk all about it and break it down for the people. That's cool, man. Really cool. Yeah. Or I'll bring an artist on and we'll play one of their tracks and oh, we'll break dope. it down. That's dope. So that's kind of where it's at right now. Mm-hmm. And what, what does, it, why did I create it? I felt God called me to do it. Yeah. I didn't really, I was like, what am I going to do? Um, but he did it. So this is, yeah. that's the mission driven podcast is, is the, the goal right there. And where can you find me? Uh, social media. I post a lot on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, I do something every day on Instagram called ministry moment. I love it by the way. Um, it's super cool. You should uh, check it. It's on my story yeah. every day. I do a ministry moment and um, that's just, honestly, it's a start. I'm like, can I actually create uh, a, something inspiring every day? Yeah. If I put God in the mix, God can do it. You yeah. know, God delivers. So it's been it's been months since I've been doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then JoeMelendres.com, all my music. Just look at Joe Melendres, Spy Tunes, Spy, Spy Tunes. That's funny. <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, mm-hmm. Apple Music, uh, anywhere, uh, YouTube. Um, and yeah, just I, I'm just I'm just asking God. I want to be used by God, mm-hmm. and I want to be used at a high level. I want to serve my family first. You know, God is. If you look at the foundation, you have God, the, God first always. There you go. Then family. All right. Mm-hmm. Then you have friends uh, and then you have kind of everything else, you know, and I think we need to have that, um, that vertical alignment. It's so important. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm happy to serve. I'm, I'm thankful for opportunities God's been giving me to, to serve the church, but I'm open for him to use me in any way, shape or form. And yeah. I'm, I pray that you guys are too. All right. Well, uh, thank you ladies and gentlemen for listening and uh, find Joe here. Find him on Instagram. Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, Apple Music, at Joe Melendrez. Do it. Uh, Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll play a beat. Thank you.